הרי מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבירא נור, כל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר הקדוש שבארץ המה. ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. סוטלי ברוך השם. We start a new סימן לצליחות ערן. Lesson 48. We're going to do the entire thing today. God willing. Speaking about Rabbeinu's holiness when he was a child and a very important um, idea that one needs to understand when he tries to come close to Hashem, when he tries to serve Hashem. We're going to discuss this today. Something crucial. If not, maybe the most important thing a person has to hear. סיפר הרבה מעניין גודל היראה והקדושה שהיה לו וילדותו שהיה זריז וקדוש מאוד. רבנו ספוקה לוט about the subject of his great fear of heaven and his holiness that he had when he was a child. רבנו had great alacrity and he was very holy as a child. רבנו used to do things very quickly, he tried, to, he tried to grab any mitzvah he could and he was obviously very kadosh since a very young child. רבנו um, increased his yirat shamayim and his holiness to a tremendous degree. ואמרן רבנו סר שיה מתחיל כמה פעמים ביום אחד רבנו would start over multiple times in a single day and this is something you need to underline here this is very important one of the most important uh, teachings in all of Likut HaMoran um, uh, centers around this concept it focuses on this idea of starting anew as if today is your only day as if right now is your only moment what does that mean to start over multiple times today? That he would begin anew to be a holy and upright person. That from now, that now he'll begin to serve Hashem. It was as if he hadn't begun serving Hashem. It was, it was as if right now he had just started. And he would do this multiple times a day. As if that moment that he was just about to step into was the, uh, the first time he began serving God. Afterwards, Rabenu, on that day, after he had already made that, that declaration that from now he's going to serve Hashem Bach, as if right now was a brand new day. On that day, Rabenu fell, a few, maybe it could have been a few hours later, whatever, but a few moments later, Rabenu fell from this and fell into the desire of eating, or the likes of so, being that whatever desire it was, Rabenu fell into it. And he specifically mentioned the desire of eating because this was what Rabenu uh, took, uh, uh, what do you call it, focus on as a young child, that he used to swallow his food whole, as we saw this in Shiv uh, Chayaran. Rabenu's praise is that as a young child, Rabenu used to accustom himself to eat his food whole without chewing, so that what he wouldn't gain, gain any desire from his, um, from his food, to break the desire of eating. To show you out of the age of four, five, six, Rabenu was doing this. It comes to show you where we're standing and how much we have to yearn to to even <laughs> to even touch this, to even to taste this avodat Hashem properly, because only then will a person really attain true happiness when he's really rid of the desires of this world, because he's dependent on, on nothing, no matter what, everything he has, he's happy with, even if it's the small that he, the small things that he has, it it's considered everything for him. So Baruch Hashem, not having food will not make him sad, or not having the dish that he wants to will not make him sad, as Rabenu says, as Bradan Korveor. Rabbi Avraham Bar Rav Nachman writes that in the name of Rabenu, the Rabenu said, when a person has a, ta- a certain desire for a specific dish, a specific food that he, let's say for example, he desires a, a plate of pasta that night, a certain type of pasta that he likes, that is tavatachila. That's the desire for eating that falls under the lust of eating, and um, 
that certain temptation, which is not good, of course. And uh, Rabbeinu said we have to nullify all our desires and try to remove all our uh, worldly desires so that we aren't, um, what do you call it, under the dominion of any of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, any of the, um, the tasks or any of the challenges that the Yetzirah tries to make us fall in, any of the tests, sorry. So what? Rabbeinu used to begin anew every single day. And many times after he began anew, he would fall just after. On that day, he would fall. For example, into the desire of eating. Rabbeinu would say, Hashem, bach, I want to eat in complete purity. I don't want to eat for my own sake, for my, for my body. I want to eat for my soul. I want to eat for you. Et and then Rabbeinu used to fall into the desire of eating and eat his plate with great enjoyment. Then Rabbeinu restarted. He began anew again that day. And he said that from this moment on, I will be an upright person. And then he fell again. And then he returned and restored his level. And he said, what? Hashem, I'm starting anew. He did this multiple times a day. Rabbeinu was stubborn. This would happen multiple times in a single day. And we already heard from Rabbeinu um, on several occasions that he had many start-overs. Rabbeinu would start over multiple times. That every single time he would begin anew. As if it was the first time. And this is so important for all of us to ingrain in our, in our minds to engrave in our hearts to understand this and to live by this because Rabbeinu says every chassid has to fall. Every chassid in the world has to fall. You cannot rise without falling first. But if you want to really go, if you want to really draw close to Hashem, if you want to really rise and to come close to Hashem, the falling is not really that's important. It's how much you say to yourself whenever you're down that I'm going to get back up. I said about the tzaddik, Sheva yipur tzaddik vekam. The tzaddik falls seven times and gets back up. Meaning, no matter what, even after falling over and over and over again, the tzaddik convinces himself that no matter what, he's going to start anew. And Rabbeinu said about himself that he had attained a level, and this is the level we're talking about here. That he said what? That even if I were going to commit the biggest sin in the entire Torah, imagine the biggest sin what you can think of, God forbid. Rabbeinu said, I would still be considered the same tzaddik that I am. Why? Because the sin... Is bad, obviously, right? But when I commit this sin, God forbid, after I would commit this sin, I would continue to act like the same tzaddik I was. I would continue to do the avodat Hashem that I was still doing. It's just I would do teshuvah for that later. Why? Because when you commit a sin, the Yitzhak is going to try to convince you that you're the worst person in the world and that you're very far from Hashem Yitzhak. Of course, right? Because you just fell. And you're going to uh, think to yourself that you have no way back to Hashem Yitzhak. Hashem doesn't want you. He didn't want to look at you. But Rabbeinu says, I would continue to serve Hashem about the same way I would as if I hadn't committed the sin. Why? Because the main thing is to get back up as if nothing, as if you did, as if nothing happened. And later when you have a composed mind so that you don't get discouraged from that sin, later you'll do Tishuvah. Later you'll regret it. Because in that moment of this, the regret is very strong to the point where it will lead you into depression. The main thing is to be happy. And what? Rabbeinu understood this very much. And this is a very, very, very big secret in Avodat Hashem. That the main thing for Abadat Hashem, the main thing to draw close to Hashem is to start over multiple times again and again and again. 
This is a very big principle in serving Hashem. To never let yourself fall completely, God forbid. What's the idea? That because a person fell in a sort of service and act of devotion, or from prayer, let's say a person didn't pray with proper intention, right? Proper kavana, focus. Or that he fell in another place, God forbid. He actually committed a sin, Hashem May God spare us. Nonetheless, with all that being said, he shall reinforce himself with all that he has, with all the capabilities that he has, with all the might that he has. And to start again anew, as if today was the day he started to draw close to Hashem That's the main idea. As if right now you began to start to draw close to Hashem as if right now is the first time you served him. You know that moment when you begin to serve Hashem for the first time, you're on fire. You have that inspiration. Because Hashem opens himself up to you at the beginning. He teaches you how to walk. He's there with you. Only later when you begin to start walking, does Hashem walk away and he begins to see whether you can take the leap on your own. That is when it gets difficult. But Rabban was saying you have to start again and again as if it's the first time you started. As if right now you have that, that preciousness, that inspiration, that desire to serve Hashem. Even if this will happen many times over, even if you will fall multiple times again and again from serving Hashem, with all that being said, he shall begin anew, start over, even many times over. And without that, if a person does not fulfill what I'm saying, it's impossible to be a truly upright person. Rabbeinu is saying, you can be upright, right? You can be a chassid. But if you don't know how to engage in your falls, you will never be a true chassid. You'll never be someone who truly draws close to Hashem. You can try to draw close to Hashem and try to separate the sin from the mitzvah. When you're a sinner, you have no, you have no closeness to Hashem. When you do a mitzvah, okay, I'm close to Hashem. You can try to say that to yourself, but you'll never be truly close to Hashem. Because what does Hashem really want? In your descents, that you're drawing close to Hashem. As brought down in the Tfilot of Yom Kippur. From the mounds of clay and the piles of dust, you desire our prayers. Meaning, what Hashem desires our prayer from the place of hell. From Yonah. That what the main aspect of prayer is when you cry out from the belly of hell. That's the main thing. That in your descent, you can serve Hashem too. You can serve Hashem too. Hashem is just waiting for you to serve Hashem from that place with enthusiasm to get up. And to say, Hashem, I still will not give up. I will still come to serve you. And even in my fall, I will still do the best that I can to serve you from there. Even if it might not be, as I st- even if it not my, my, even if it might not be with a great focus, I could uh, accomplish whenever I'm in my ascent. Nonetheless, Hashem still wants you to serve Him with all the capabilities that you have from that descent in which you are in. And that's the main thing. That's what Hashem wants to serve Him from low and from up. Wherever you find yourself presently, that doesn't matter. The main thing is to constantly long for Hashem to do His will. And wherever you find yourself, to serve Hashem from that place with all your might. And with whatever force you have there, in that moment. If all the force you have is to pray for 45 minutes and not an hour, and so be it. But to pray those 45 minutes with all the strength that you have. That's what Hashem wants. Sorry, as we just explained. As uh, I just read this idea that no matter what, no matter how many times you fall, with all that being said, you, should, you have to renew yourself constantly as many times as it takes. And without that, it's impossible to be a genuinely upright Jew and to draw close to Hashem genuinely. It's impossible to draw close to Hashem truly. 
Hashem Yitbach is saying, Rabbeinu is saying, truthfully, you want to draw close to Hashem? You have to understand how to engage in the descent. You have to understand how to serve Hashem Yitbach when you fall. You cannot separate the fall from the ascent, and when you fall, there's nothing there for you. This is the secret of Yirmiyahu Hanavi, who told the Jewish people this idea. And specifically with the ideas of Echa, that is mentioned over there. Echa is the idea, it's the letters of Aye Chaf. Aye, where? Meaning what? Even in your descent, your descent you have to search for Hashem Bach. Where? And through that, you're able to turn all your descents into ascent, as Rabbi Nathan teaches us. That's what Yirmiyahu was telling them. And the Jewish people could not believe him because they, they had no idea that this idea existed. That what? That you can serve Hashem Bach from descent. That even if you sin, you can still serve Hashem. They, they thought he was crazy. They thought he was a heretic. They thought he was someone crazy. But Yirmiyahu Navi understood the secret. And Rabbeinu coming to ingrain this and to, to hit this idea home once again. Because we will not leave the Galut unless we understand this. That even in our descent, even the furthest Jew can still provide a very great Nachat Ruach and Tanuk to Hashem Bach, A great pleasure and Simchat to Hashem with his service. And as, and as long as a person isn't truly strong in his mind, he isn't, he doesn't believe with, with his full force that he needs to constantly draw himself after Hashem Bach, no matter what, no matter where he finds himself, whether it's in the ascent or the descent, God forbid. Even if the descent is the way it is, God forbid, even if it's disgusting, even if you cannot bear to look at your descent uh, at all. In the face. The main thing is you have to be strong and courageous in your mind. You have to be mentally strong. You have to be mentally firm. To, to draw close. To yearn and to pine for Hashem Bach constantly. To constantly scream. To pray. To plead before Hashem Bach all the time. Tamid. Whether it's in ascent or descent. Doesn't matter. Always. To pray to Hashem, to yearn for Hashem, that's the main thing. The main Abuda is to yearn for Hashem in ascent and in descent. And to do that which you're capable of in serving Hashem with complete happiness. Even if it is the way it is. As long as you do not possess this true reinforcement and you do not believe in this. This encouragement, it's impossible to truly draw close to Hashem. As we explained earlier, you can think you can draw close to Hashem without this. That you can try to be perfect, as perfect as possible, only ascend. But the truth is, Rabbanu teaches us, What's the main thing? Rabbanu says, the world is a very, very narrow bridge. But the main principle and the main idea is like this, not to be afraid. That what? You're going to fall off that narrow bridge. But the main thing, it's very narrow. Who, who survives on a narrow bridge? A very, very narrow bridge, especially if it lasts 100 years, 80 years. You know? That's our, that's our life. It's a completely narrow bridge. And we're going to fall. The main thing is not to be afraid to fall. And when you do fall, to serve Hashem from that place. It doesn't mean, God forbid, to give the excel, yourself the excuse when you fall. It means that whenever you do fall, God forbid, it means to yearn for Hashem from that place to try to repair yourself. To believe that even if you, even if you damage, as Rabbeinu teaches us, if you believe 
If you believe that you can damage, you have to believe you can fix. You, you have to believe you can repair. And that's not just a cheesy statement. Rabbeinu said that on Nikotem Moran. We have to believe in it. We have to live by it. That no matter how much you think you can, you can break, you can fix just as much, if not more, as is taught with the lesson of Azamra. The lesson of finding the good points. What a good can do outweighs the bad in ways that we cannot even imagine. You need to be so strong and firm in this belief until you literally are willing, until you believe you are willing to serve Hashem constantly, all the days of your life, on the condition not to receive a single drop of reward, not for any one of This is something huge, huge. Look what Rabbeinu teaches us in Lesson 5 of Likut Moran. About the idea of serving Hashem Ibarak with such simcha that you, won't even, you don't even want the reward of Olam Abba anymore. All you want is another mitzvah in return. That so much are you happy for that mitzvah. So much are you, so, are you engaged in the service of Hashem Ibarak. Rabbeinu said you have to reinforce yourself constantly until you get to this level. Where you're willing to serve Hashem Ibarak for not a drop of reward. Rabbeinu takes a different approach as to this explanation. And so why we have to attain this? Because Rabbeinu says that sometimes, it seems to a person sometimes, that he's so far from Hashem Ibarach, that he's so far from even attaining the world to come, according to how distant he is from Hashem Ibarach. Sometimes a person feels so down that he feels he has no world to come at all. You have to convince yourself and you have to be willing to serve Hashem Ibarach with all your capabilities, to devote yourself to Hashem Bach without any world to come at all. Because even if you're not motivated by the world to come, that shouldn't be the final motivation. You have to serve Hashem Bach even without it. And even if it seems to you that you're going to uh, go to hell, God forbid, purgatory. No matter what the scenario is, he's obligated to do what he needs to do constantly to serve Hashem. No matter what he can do, he has to do. To snatch whatever mitvah he can, whatever Torah he can study, whatever tefillah he can pray, etc. God will do what is good in his, in his eyes. And this is similar to what we say, the story that we say in the name of the Bar Shem Tov. May the memory of this tzaddik be a blessing. This awesome story that is told about the Bar Shem Tov on his pilgrimage to Eretz Yisrael. A very famous story that we read on uh, Seudat Mashiach, the, the last Seudah of Pesach. We read this story as is customary in, uh, in uh, the name of Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu said to read this story. It's actually in, in Minhag Chassidut. To read the story of the Bar Shem Tov on, on his journey to Israel. Um, um, <coughs> on the last Seudah of Pesach, Seudat Mashiach. Uh, towards this time of uh, Mincha. So what? They, we say in the name of the Bar Shem Tov, One time it happened that the Bar Shem Tov felt so low in his mind. He felt so low. He, his mind, he became so discouraged, mentally discouraged, to the point where he seemed that it was certain he would have no world to come. And the context of this story happens like this, essentially. That the Bar Shem Tov was traveling to Eretz Yisrael and he ended up going through Istanbul uh, Istanbul, and um, he ended up doing the first night of the Seder in Istanbul. And um, two, a couple had followed the Bar Shem Tov all the way from his hometown, 
all the way to Istanbul to try to get a bracha from him to have kids because they were, uh, the wife was barren and uh, they could not have any children. And they wanted kids. And uh, they come before the Bar Shem Tov. And, sorry, the Bar Shem Tov uh, had no place to stay that night. Essentially, the Bar Shem Tov's daughter was washing all the clothing of the Bar Shem Tov herself and the Bar Shem Tov Shamash, who was uh, the Bar Shem Tov's uh, attendant who was traveling with them. And they were wa- she was washing all the clothes by the port. And this couple saw this woman. And they approached her and asked her if she knew the Bashanto, whatever. She, they saw a Jewish woman. And she said, you came exactly to the right person. Bashanto my father. We have no place to stay. And he, they were a wealthy couple. And they were traveling all this way. They said, um, essentially, come do the seder by us that night. So they went and they go do the seder by them. And they do a beautiful seder. The Bashanto, uh, what do you call it? Is doing the seder by this couple. And they do the Bashanto together. The Bashanto, his daughter, his attendant. And this couple... And by the end of the meal, the Bar Shem Tov doesn't even need them to speak to him um, because he already knows that they came, what they came for. And he speaks to them and he tells this couple, he says, I know why you're here. And he says, I know that you came for a blessing to have a child. And this year I give you a bracha, I give you a blessing that you will have a child this year. And the couple is ecstatic. And as the Bar Shem Tov gives his bracha, immediately his face goes white and he begins to do a soul ascension. His soul leaves his body and he goes up to the Shemayim. And he encounters the Satan, the evil accuser. And what happens? The Satan tells the Bashem Tov, he says, because of your blessing, I got enough uh, ammunition, essentially, to create an accusation against you to take your will to come because you were not supposed to give that blessing. You overturned the decree that was completely sealed. And the Bashem Tov, when he heard this by the Satan, he said, thank God that now I can serve Hashem in Barach without any will to come. And this is what Rabban was saying right here. Rabenu is saying in the name of Bashem Tov, Bashem Tov fell so low in his mind after he was told that he could not have a world to come, that he seemed that he had no world to come, right? And he had nothing to bring himself to life with. He had no vitality when he heard this from the Satan. And he, the Bashem Tov responded to the Satan, the Malachamavet, the angel of death. I love Hashem Itbach without an I'm willing to serve Hashem Itbach without the reward for the world to come. They come to show you the level that we're talking about here. A tzaddik who doesn't care about his world to come, that even if God told him he had no world to come, he would still serve Hashem because he loves him so much. That's what we're talking about here. And that's what Rabban was saying every Jew should strive for. And every single man, even a simple man, it's impossible to be a truly upright person unless he's able to withstand that, we mentioned, that which we mentioned above, to withstand all these tests and to be firm in your mind, to believe that no matter what, you can always serve Hashem. Even in one day, a person needs to reinforce himself many times over to begin anew and to serve Hashem as if he just started. Until, if he continues to knock this down, as time passes, you'll be able to walk on the pathways of Hashem in a proper and organized fashion, God willing, in consistency. May we all have the merit to do so and to accomplish what Rabbeinu is saying here. Because these are words that every single Jew needs to hear. That we all need to engrave in our hearts until we memorize this and we live by this. To, the, to every single detail of Hashem.